time together today, and I, I'm glad that you're with me. We talked all last week about the glory of God, how Moses prayed, show me your glory, Lord, <clears throat> and how he experienced a special outpouring of God's presence. And what do we mean by the glory of God? I define that as God's presence real, God's presence magnified and, and God's presence revealed, God's presence experienced. It's more, we have God's presence if we're a child of God. He lives in us through his Holy Spirit. But when, his, when we see him in his glory, it means that we, we're in, we, we have a time when he, he shows himself more powerful, more present, more real than normal. And the last we what we were talking about on Friday of last week was how at the dedication of the temple in Jerusalem, the glory of God filled the temple. He so filled the temple with his presence that the priest couldn't even get in. They just fell on the ground outside the temple and waited because the glory of God so filled the temple. We've been talking about some of the things that are really important. If we're going to experience God's presence and power in our lives like we want to, and we've talked about several things, and what we were talking about at the end was we were talking about praise and how praise is one of the main things. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. And when we praise God, which praising God is just acknowledging his greatness, telling him how great he is, in his person and in his attributes and in thanking him for what he does. And it's so important because God is really at home when we do that. It Praise erects a place for him where his glory can be known and where he can meet and move among his people. Psalm 22.3 says, Yet you are holy, O you who are enthroned upon the praises of Israel. The word for enthroned simply means to sit down. It is used of a judge who comes into a courtroom and takes his seat on the bench. It's used of a family that carefully settles into a new house. The Lord comes in and takes his place upon his throne. He settles in a place where he feels at home. It is when we're praising him and glorifying him and honoring him and expressing to him our appreciation of who he is, that the king of heaven sits upon the throne erected by our praises. That's why it's so important privately to praise him. That's why it's so important publicly in a setting of singing and praying to recognize him and praise him, and praise involves participation. You see, we think that the congregation is the audience and the singers and the preachers are the participants. It's not so. God is the audience, the congregation are the participants, and the preachers and the singers are the prompters, reminding us all of our lines and helping us to know what to say. When God's people praise him humbly and obediently, he will respond with a, with a distinct show of his presence. Wonderful praise invites the rule of his glorious kingdom. Now there's another thing that really is involved when God's shows his glory, and that is prayer. It's another of the priorities and patterns that God established here in Second Chronicles when the glory of God came down at the temple's dedication. 
verse 2 of chapter 7 tells us that when Solomon finished praying, the fire came down and consumed the sacrifice, and the glory of the Lord filled this place. Solomon's prayer was genuine and biblical. When we pray as we should, God responds with his glory. When we pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, so forth. You see, the angels and the redeemed around the throne of heaven are saying constantly, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Holy, holy, holy is your name. And we're but echoing what heaven is saying all the time. And we're just saying, Lord, we want to be true in our lives and down here on earth, what's also true in heaven, a recognition of you and of your holiness. We're asking that your name be recognized here as it's recognized in heaven. And so as we seek God in prayer, we acknowledge him, and he responds by giving us his glory. What is the result when we make the right preparation? What happens? Well, the Bible is very clear. The Bible says when Moses and the people made the right preparation and obeyed God in the building of the tabernacle and prepared their hearts, the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And God began working in their lives in a new and special way. At the temple, the scripture says, when they obeyed and confessed their sins and praised and prayed, that the house of the Lord was filled with the glory of the Lord. The response of them was that you would what you would expect. And God was saying, I want you to see me and know me in a way better than you ever have before. <clears throat> Let me give you another example of that also in the New Testament. Paul and Silas had gone to the city of Philippi and to share the message of Christ, they had already seen some women by the riverside receive Christ. They had been used to help a young woman who was demon-possessed, who was used by wicked men to tell fortunes, something of a psychic, and Christ, by their witness, had come into this girl's life and healed her of her problem and given her strength over the demonic forces. But those who had been her owners were not happy about it because uh, they were making a lot of money, so they stirred up the authorities and got Paul and Silas thrown into prison. Now, when they were in this dungeon, they'd been beaten, and they were in stocks, which means their hands and their feet were incarcerated in wooden stocks, and their backs were bleeding. And the Bible says at midnight, Paul and Silas begin to do some strange things. They begin to pray and sing praises to God. And everybody was listening. In the midst of their prayers and praise, there was a great earthquake, and the prison house was shaken, its foundations were so shaken that the doors were opened and everybody's chains were unfastened. And the man who was in charge of the prisoners, thinking everyone had escaped, was about to kill himself because he knew he would be killed by the authorities if he let his prisoners escape. And they said, don't hurt yourself. Paul said this, we're all here. And he said, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And God's presence, God's glory was revealed at that time. And that's what God wants in your life and my life. He wants to reveal his glory. He wants to show us his power. And I don't know about you, but I want, I want my life to experience and to show forth his glory. And I want your life to show forth his glory. And I want us to shine like Moses did, like Stephen did, not so much maybe a literal shining of our faces or our bodies, but the shining of our lives. That's why Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. May that be your prayer and my prayer today. I hope you have a really good one.